All right. Welcome back. How's it going, Ben? It's going all right. How are you? Doing okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird part of this game uh, that we're in here, just kind of searching for our friends and uh, in some cases searching for our friends again because they uh, get possessed by some sort of evil spirit. Um, in this case, yeah, Cyan. It wasn't enough that we went up to the top of the mountain of Zozo and, and brought him back from the brink, uh, but we need to rescue him again from his own sort of unconscious uh, or something. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here, but yeah. Um, so h how do you find out about the Doma Castle side quest? Is that just one of these things that's like on the map so we should explore it or something? Yeah, it, it's definitely one of the on the map things, but it's also one of the ones that's promoted. Like that one guy in the town who tells you about various exciting places that you should check out, like Narsh. Mm -hmm. right. um, he tells you about Doma Castle as well. Um, or at least, you know, points to it on the map. You, you're given some pretty, pretty significant guidance that that's a place that you should check out at some point. Um, and of course, it would be very natural to bring Cyan because he's the one with the history there. Right. Okay. So that's, that's sort of the only limit on going there is you have to f bring Cyan with you. Um, mm -hmm. Once you have the airship, you can get there, but you can't do anything. Yeah, I don't. I guess maybe there's some treasure chests scattered around, but uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a few, but I think they're also the sorts that you can find them your first time through, uh, like back in the World of Light, if you are so inclined. Right. Um, I'm not sure how many of them are, are World of Ruin only. Right, right. And so there isn't really, yeah, much, much to do there until you have Cyan in your party, but then once you have him, then... It's not obvious where to go either, because I think I think I tried the the throne room first, and nothing happened there. And I went up to the you know the highest tower to look around up there, because he seems to like you know going to high places and looking off into the distance. But I guess it's his um it's his bedroom, right? You have to find um, yeah, uh, and and a room, or maybe even just a room that all four of your members can uh, find yeah. their beds. Yeah. It's, it's like the one sleep room. The one sleep room, uh, yeah. Yep. So it's one of those things where by going to bed, it triggers a an event. But this event is um, yeah, complicated by the fact that one of your party members is just taken away from you. Um, mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you're left with a party of three. Um, so if you had anything good equipped on Cyan, you know, any good espers or anything, I don't, I don't know if you have access to those for this, this short period. I'm pretty sure not. Yeah. Because they also strip you of all your other party members too. Yeah. Like as soon as you land, it's just one of your party members. Right. Um, in my case, it was, it was poor Edgar who was not equipped for being <laughs> the only lone party member. Um, but he, he made our, out all right. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, whoever's yeah. the last person on your list is like the person you start out as, maybe. I'm not sure how it works. I think so. That was how it worked with me. Yeah. And if it was the same for you, then it's pretty good evidence, I think. And so you're mm, like chasing these three creepy little kids, uh, the three stooges, Curly, mm -hmm. Larry, and Mo. Um, only they're the dream stooges. Uh, that's weird. Um, and they like leap into 
Cyan, who's still asleep, and then you you go after them. You wind up in this kind of M.C. Escher drawing, right, with all these staircases and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird kind of. I, I think it's the same music as the the Ghost Train uh, scenario, the Phantom Train, um, and it's in some ways it's like that. I think a lot of the stuff you fight there are are undead or um, ghosts or kind of creepy like arcade game ladies uh yeah yeah they're they have some weird names too like you run into barbie um Mm -hmm. who is you know as you would expect from that name uh as well as like um there are the critics which are like creepy stuffed animal looking monsters um and they have some fairly mean attacks uh like it's it's all still very doable but you know it's just tricksy and nothing makes sense like the the mc escher description holds up because it's just you know a bunch of disconnected passageways with doors that connect them in ways that you can't anticipate or predict um so you're just like randomly walking through doors hoping that you end up in the right place as you try and track down your other couple party members to apparently dig deeper into the dream um but a lot of the monsters are sort of like surreal or abstract. Like I, I don't remember running into any undead, but you know, I had Mog in my party. So as soon as I got him back, he, we didn't have any more fights. Oh, no. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is intentionally very disorienting. Like it, it's sort of a, almost a trope in video games. I think that, you know, when you enter this realm of, the subconscious or the abstract because you know jumping into people's subconscious is a surprisingly common activity <laughs> mm-hmm. in video games um between you know what you do in final fantasy 6 and like psychonauts the whole game is based around it and you know it, it seems like like in final fantasy 7 you have to sort of wander around and talk to people in cloud subconscious you know it, it's it's interesting to try and gamify that sort of the world of the interior, I guess, like mm-hmm. what a person is. Uh, so, you know, here the emphasis is on it being disconnected and being sort of indecipherable, strange and nonsensical in some ways. Um, and even the Stooges, like they're, you, you track them down one at a time and they refuse to fight you until right. you've got all three of them. I think um, like yeah, they, they even, won't engage alone. Even in the battle where all three are there, I'm pretty sure that one of them ran away at the end of the fight. Yeah. Like, I didn't actually, you know, have to defeat them all. And so that made me wonder if I was going to have to catch up to them again and fight them again. But so, yeah, I, I don't that think, seems to be it. Yeah. But yeah, it was the same in my case. Like we defeated Mel and Curly and then Larry ran away. <laughs> um, which, my wife joked that Larry was, we all knew that Larry was the brains of the operation. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of course, he's the one to, to scarper when given the chance. It's Yeah, so it's like a weird, um, yeah, the, the sort of three versus three thing going on there does, it, it makes me think of, you know, famous 
models of the human soul or psyche, right? You, mm-hmm. you can sort of think of Freud, he's got his three parts, uh, or you can think back to uh, a kind of Platonic or Aristotelian notion. Um, obviously, the Christian notion is, is probably there mm-hmm. too. So I don't know, uh, you know, if that was part of what is supposed to be going on here, but um, you sort of have like a, a, a distorted, you know, three par- tripartite soul, and then your party represents, I guess, the, um, you know, the, the, the coherent one that, that's fighting back, um, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, an interesting dramatization of what it is to sort of like delve into someone's psyche or their, you know, their various kinds of um, repressions, anxieties, you know, whatever model you want to think about it as. Um, and, and just to kind of simplify it down to a, a physical fight, right, is in some ways mm-hmm. a very, very tempting fantasy. Um, but so, you know, there, there's that part of this. Um, yeah, running around, finding your other party members. Sign is not uh, present there in that sort of mm-hmm. stage of the dream. Uh, or whatever this is, but then he he pops in uh, in the next portion, which is the the phantom train, right? Yeah, you see him like run by or, or jump over your head uh, and, and go running off. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's in some ways like a direct tarkening back to the first time. Like, yeah, he even he does the jump across the one train car and falls through the ceiling which is something that happens in, in when you run through the phantom train the first time so more than this this being sort of like a manifestation of you know science psyche in the moment it seems more like we, we are reliving science memories yeah. um, and sort of you know getting them in reverse in this particular case because it seems like the the experiences that we have are are backwards yeah. Um, like Cyan and the Phantom Train is the end point and we're sort of diving deeper and deeper into his re- relationship with his family into his role um, as king um, into his military background like it, it's unclear exactly what's happening and it's also striking that this is the first time that we're actually like moving around and doing stuff with the you know nostalgic sepia filter yeah. which we've talked about before um, like the whole thing is is just washed in it, and it's almost striking that you've got your party in you know their usual full sixteen bit color right. against this you know very monochromatic backdrop. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a simplified version of the Phantom Train as well. Um, it's like a schematic. Um, it's not not as long. There's none of the the ghosts wandering around. Um, yep. At least not no that you can interact. Boss fight. And there's no boss fight. Yeah. But at the um, same time, it's but at the same time, it's now puzzle focused. Yeah. Um, like all you can't progress through the train cars without doing all the fan puzzles and making sure to remember like what is the configuration of the chests in the one room and. <laughs> Um, like it, it's fairly sneaky. It even plays with like the the structure of the train to sort of fake you out into thinking you can't get past one area, when in fact you can go around under, um, like in the shadow of the wall where you can't even see your own character. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, like 
at the same time as, you know, it is simplified, it is also more misdirected now. Yeah. Um, like instead of the challenge just being survival, especially because at that point it's just it's just Sabin and Cyan and maybe if you're lucky, Shadow fighting off hordes of undead. Now it's you know the the enemies are manageable, but it's it requires quite a bit of attention and you know puzzle solving in order to just get through. Yeah. So again, good thing I had that Moogle charm made it a lot easier. Oh man, yeah, I was really frustrated fighting random battles as I walked back and forth between switches, you know, to mm -hmm. shift the arrangement of boxes and lounge chairs and things. So it's, it's odd that this is like the representation of the phantom train that, uh, that, yeah, that Cyan is, he's allowed to like run over top of the train cars, right. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe relive, you know, his memory of what it was like to go through the first time. Um, but your party, meanwhile, is like almost like fumbling around backstage, you know, like pulling right. levers and um, trying to get get a, a workable game um, to to progress through this. And uh, there is some good treasure in this area too. Um, I think you get another thunder shield at one point. Um, yep. A fire shield. I think that was my first one. Uh, nice. Um, yeah. Yep. So it's worth, you know, it's worth exploring and, and doing all the the business with uh, treasure boxes and stuff. But then, so you come to the front of the train and you think for sure this time, this is going to be the conclusive, you know, boss battle, right? Because yeah, that, that mm -hmm. Phantom Train episode is so kind of um, important in science development as a character, right? That, but then instead, you know, you, you just step into a, a further iteration of the dream. Um, and this one, Cyan wasn't present for any of this, right? The, the Magitech that's at the start of the game. Um, yeah, it definitely, like you you do the Magitech armor stomping around in what looks like Narsh, um, yeah. but it's not entirely clear. Um, like there's that wooden slap bridge that you fall through at the end that sort yeah. of gets you to the next area and, and the caves don't make sense the way that Narshan caves make sense right even if they're configured kind of similarly like you even have to backtrack at one point to progress right um is you know doors don't follow the normal logic um <laughs> yeah. so while i you know well on the one hand i i, I thought the same thing like is this is this a mistake? Like, how could Cyan remember this thing that should belong to one of the other characters, like Terra, for example? Yeah. Um, I think, I think there, there's one of two things happening here. Um, either this is a reference to when Sabin and Cyan busted out of the the uh, the camp in the in the Magitech yeah. armor back when, you know, you fight Kefka for, like, the first time and then run away. Um, or this is a reference to an episode in Cyan's life that we weren't otherwise privy to. Interesting. Um, like, this was part of his past. Because we know that he's a warrior. Um, so, you know, as it's kind of weird to think of him piloting Magitek armor because, you know, he is all about personal honor and personal skill and 
know, he is a swordsman through and it's hard to imagine him like firing cannons and you know, operating this exter- external weapon, but um, it, it was at least something I considered because it wasn't clear how it fit into the timeline otherwise. Yeah, no, that's interesting as a kind of um, a, a glimpse into some alternative uh, history or yeah, his, his something that did happen in his past that hasn't made it into the, uh, the game up to this point. Um, and maybe this would explain something about why he's so weird about machinery right and and like mm-hmm. modern technology and and uses you know old-fashioned language um like very prominently uh, a feature of his his character um mm. yeah and so he i think i think this part does sort of represent a, a going back as well in the way you describe like you can't progress by just going forward in, in the normal sense like left to right um you have to realize that you're in, you're caught in a loop you're caught in a kind of uh cul-de-sac right um and the only way out is to 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 move backwards to um to try to cross that bridge which yeah you you fall through which again kind of interesting you know from a dream you know reading or interpreting a dream you know what that might mean um so i i guess that um that's a, a fortunate fall, right? Because you end up back in the castle finally. This mm-hmm. is the this is the third, well, depending on how you count, I guess the fourth uh, portion of this dream quest thing. Um, and you finally encounter the the wife and the son at that point, right? Because you you're back in the physical space of the the bedroom again, um, but sign's gone. Uh, and the two of them are there to tell you that he is uh, in danger, right? Um, and they explain, I guess, sort of, yeah, more about this, right? His What he's struggling with in particular is this um, this failure of uh, of his sort of warrior code, right? Um, he, he didn't save the castle. He didn't save the world, uh, and he didn't save his family. Um, so... It's pretty sad. Uh, it makes him into a kind of, um, you know, failed hero, almost a, a Don Quixote figure, I think. Um, and so it's up to you to, to go and rescue him. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that there's some little sort of memories that you can uh, unlock if you walk around the castle first. Yeah, there aren't a lot of rooms to explore, but I definitely lost one room where you you see um, Cyan resistant to telling his wife that he loves her, mm-hmm. um, which is strange because they already have a kid at this point. <laughs> so yeah. you would think that you know that particular barrier would have been crossed. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's a silly scene. Like, it's sad because of the context. But, you know, this is after, after he's lost his family. But, you know, his wife is basically like, you know, yeah, you're a tough warrior. Sure. You know, would it really kill you to tell me that you love me? And, you know, Cyan shuffles around a bit and prevaricates and finally says, yes, I loveth thee. At which point the kid jumps out of the bed and is running around saying, daddy loves mommy, which, you know, is just 
of course, the perfect sort of little kid response. Um, Like, as though this is sort of embarrassing, even though it isn't, except to Cyan it is. And I think it's a really interesting moment because, you know, on, like, to us, the, the, the player, the viewer, you know, we, we think that this is silly. Like, geez, Cyan, get over yourself. Um, but at the same time, this very direct parallel is being drawn between Cyan and his son. Like, they both think that it's embarrassing mm-hmm. to have these affections for someone. Like, Cyan hasn't grown past his childhood, even though he is, you know, this, um, this great and honorable warrior. Um, I think, like, there's a sort of exposure of, you know, not necessarily as a bad thing, but as an immature thing um, that Cyan can't, can't get, be in touch with his own emotions. And we see the same thing, you know, in his letters to his correspondent, the girl who is writing to her dead soldier boyfriend, um, which is actually another thing I did on this route. Like I went back and talked to her oh, with Cyan in the party. Yeah. And she, she explains that she suspected that her boyfriend was dead this whole time um, and is thankful to Cyan for helping her through it. Mm. And Cyan kind of, again, shuffles and prevaricates and admits, you know, it helped him too. Um, and then they're both kind of ready to move on. Um, so, you know, again, we have this sort of emotional stuntedness, like Cyan hiding all his flowers because he doesn't want people to know that he does like girly things and, you know, not telling his wife he loves her because that seems unmanly. Um, I think it's really interesting for his character, you know, and this, Cyan gets a lot of a lot of story time oh, yeah. in, in this game as these characters go. Um, and if anything, it's even richer in the world of Ruin. Like we've spent an alarming amount of time with him when most of the characters don't even get, you know, a story beat at all. Yeah. Um, or a small one at that. It's interesting, yeah. The I guess if we were to trace sort of the amount of time that's spent with each character, I wonder if it would sort of all end up being relatively even um, uh, and, and just that some get that up front while mm-hmm. others get it more spread out or in this case sort of backloaded at the end of the game. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about that. And the way that the characters are, um, you know, joined by, by friendship, by a shared mission um, while not having any clear sort of romantic or um well there's some there are some family connections i suppose now you know with strago and realm uh and and edgar and salmon oh right yeah right so the twins yeah yeah but um but not that direct um sort of either husband wife or or father son or or parent child rather um Mm -hmm. we we do have sort of a you know a son figure for cyan i guess in gal um but yeah so then the and yeah some sort of something close to romance between either Setzer and Celis or, or Locke and Celis. Uh but so yeah and this this is weird because um he I think there's even some scenes that you can find him uh training his son 
as a warrior, like as a, fen- a fencing lesson type of thing, uh, and a fishing scene in another part of the castle. Um, where So the other two things are him interacting just with his kid. Mm. Uh, the, the kind of arrested development, right? That the kid will never get a chance to grow up uh, yeah. and, and really process. And so Cyan is kind of stuck wrestling with that um, as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's odd uh, that instead of, you know, a, a more traditional sort of quest around the castle, we, we get this, um, the castle becomes the setting for his inner struggle instead. Uh, and I, I don't know, like, to what extent is the game as a whole then, uh, you know, doing something similar, um, I think becomes kind of a, a possible question to ask, like, um, without knowing much about the developers, you know, I, I could see this sort of hitting close to home for them if they're working on this game for a long period of time and away from their families, you know, when they have to just grind and finish it. Um, I could see them sort of putting that in there because it, it, it seems a little outside of the, the experience of, of, a, of a kid, you know, the, the likely audience for the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to know um, where, uh, where the kind of scenario writing uh, might have come out of uh, on this stuff. But well, I also think it's striking, you know, because like when we talked about Cyan on the mountain, uh, on Mount Zozo, we, we talked about how he had found stasis, um, like a, a place untouched by Shin. And here I think we're seeing the same thing, yeah. um, like a bit more abstract, but, you know, he's, he's trapped in a world where nothing has gone wrong. Um, where nothing changes like you know I, I think of you know like inception with leonardo dicaprio's character building this entire world in his dreams to sort of house everything that he misses about his wife and his family yeah um, but it's just constructed and kept in a place where it will not you know fall apart or be destroyed um and, and there's something there's something deeply wrong about that um that you know you have to move on. You have to, to grapple with these things and, and grow past it. Um, but it's also interesting that this is, this is unsustainable. Like the, this is the act of a malevolent entity, Rexol, um, <laughs> who, you know, has cyan trapped and is apparently responsible for devouring the souls of great warriors. Right. Um, which you know just it's one of the few bosses we actually get like some detailed backstory on like the the sort of figments of of science family tell us that you know this has happened many times and rexall does this frequently and cyan is just the the most recent in a long line of warriors devoured um which leads me to think that you know this demon rexall you know, this this is a modus operandi that works for him, mm-hmm. that there are many warriors with these troubled pasts who, who have suffered and who have lost and who are sort of drowning in that loss. You know, like this is a profitable venture for Rexall. This is like getting people trapped in their own psyche is apparently a pretty good way to, to devour souls if you're into that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Then, well, the- you know... 
the fight that the fight that follows is kind of unique, I think, in the game too. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw a weird type of thing messing with the battle system last time with the the, the zone eater that houses Gogo. Um, you have to let it eat you, right? In this fight, he simply or it, you know, simply um, disappears, and there's no way to defeat the remaining little. Uh, fire spirit demons, right? You can kill them, but they just come right back. Um, and he, the hint, I, I mean, I think he gives you this hint as he's doing this is that he'll um, he'll only be defeated if you uh, if you kill your own party member, right? Uh, there, yeah. there isn't an explicit says, like I'll only I'll only leave when you're about to expire. I think is the yeah. Line. Um, and so yeah. it's it's weird like I, I couldn't tell which party member had to die either yeah there was no indication that I, I could see yeah. um, he just makes that rush forward and then he disappears and then you know he's just, you have to get let your party members get knocked out one by one and see which right. one it was um, which you know I found really weird and difficult yeah. Um, because at this point, like I've got all this great equipment, like they're, they're all tanked out. You know, I, I think I had Terra, Mog, and Edgar in my party as the you know three complements to Siam, and like Terra is carrying the force armor, and she's immune to like one hundred percent of spells. So you know, those little fire spirits are like, hey, fire three, and it does nothing to either her or Mog because they, they're just blocking everything. And then I've got Edgar with the Thunder Shield. So every time they drop Bolt 3, he just heals back up to full. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. It was just, I had to beat up my own guys. And it's, even then it was difficult. Um, like I would attack Terra and her block and her evasion was so high um, that she would literally parry her own attacks. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> um, or... Or, you know, I would get to the point where I'd finally knock her down to enough health and then, you know, I, the fool, had Edgar equipped with True Knight so he would, like, attack <laughs> Terra and jump in front of his own blade. <laughs> it was just, you know, talk about breaking the battle system. Yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it, it's just, it's a difficult and a long one at that. And But again, I mean, I can sort of it's sort of interesting thinking about like allegorically or, or something to, to make sense of what's going on here. It's like um, you have, you do have those kinds of, um, you know, fairy tales where um, some sort of really, you know, physical sacrifice has to be made in order for the spell to be broken or, you know, the, the person to um, be freed and, and be able to go on with their life. Um, I thought it was interesting, again, that, that Cyan himself is absent for this, this fight as well. Um, he doesn't, you know, you could imagine like him being possessed and you have to fight against him or something like that. Like, yep. um, but yeah, instead he is uh, just completely missing uh, from, from this entire chapter, which is all about him. I, I just thought it was a very interesting way of, um, of having the gameplay uh, you know, kind of work with and work against the story that it's telling at this point. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So well, I think the, the sort of emphasis here is that, you know, the world is within Cyan. You, you are in his mind. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, like you, like you said, you see him jumping from train car to train car, um, in the one section of the dream, but it's important that he's, he's sepia filtered there too. Like mm -hmm. he is just a part of his own memory. Um, the first time you see him in full glorious 16 bit color, um, is at the feet of Rexel, like knocked right. out, like incapacitated. Um, and I, I found it especially striking that you know, almost of course, Rexel sits in the throne, um, mm -hmm. in the throne room, and Cyan is like sprawled out on the floor in front of him. Right. Uh, has displaced him from his proper position. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is strange, and it, and it would almost be even more compelling if Cyan did get up and fight you. Um, like, if this was one of those sort of just heartbreaking, like, party versus party moments, um, which, you know, will come up and quite a few jrpgs at various times mm -hmm. um plus you know you think of all the enemies in the game that will confuse your party members turn them against you yeah. um so you know there's there's plenty of precedent for it but here it's just you know cyan is cyan is out which is fine because that that fight is difficult enough without getting whacked by one of your friends um you're doing enough friends whacking your own friends by your own dis, uh, decisions, since that's like the one way to get the job done. Yeah. Um, but if anything, I think that's kind of the point. Like, you know, instead of devising a situation where the party is against each other, but the AI is the one controlling, you know, the, the betrayal, instead the game kind of forces you to betray yourself. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, uncomfortable and powerful and strange yeah um this is this is the only way to beat rexel is to destroy your own party members yeah and then he sort of flushed out but he he can possess them more than once um oh yeah it was like six it or seven times <laughs> it's it's and it's really hard to hurt your own people like it's just um they're so well defended yeah at this point most likely you're uh you're going to struggle to to take one of them down um but i think well so there is there is some things that make this battle easier if you've done the the lock quest and gotten the phoenix esper it teaches you a spell that will auto revive um mm. so that's nice uh yep. although again that isn't really the hard part about the fights yeah uh, you, you know this fight is coming you can unequip some stuff to to make it easier to hit yourself right and and not be quite as invincible, um, but there's nothing to really uh, let you know that that's going to be the the gimmick of the fight. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so there are there are frequent saves though throughout this this little quest, yeah. which was helpful. Generous with that. Yeah, it's merciful on the part of the game to uh, break this one up because it is so long, so surprisingly long. Um, mm. So you can you know reset and and prepare a little better if you need to but but so you do i think you get some decent uh swag from this whole thing um besides all the you know leveling up that you probably do and, and spell learning that you you do yep. fighting all these monsters uh you get an uh a final sword tech for cyan um or whatever sword text he's missing he just automatically learns 
Um, and sure, I, think, I found especially striking that you get um, that you get that little message that like Cyan is no longer suffering from confusion and doubt. Right. Um, like you cure him. Um, yeah. And as a result, it like unlocks his ability. Like he knows all this stuff. He's known it forever, but like Terra, you know, and, and Mobley's after the destruction of the world, you know, she can't, she can't do it. Like she's in her own way. Right. Um, here we have the same thing. Like Cyan has been sort of working to unlock his latent abilities now by helping him to sort of deal with his grief and and face his own inner struggle. Uh, you clear away all those, and he can finally reach his full potential. Yeah. No, and it's it's very, um, I, I don't know, very reassuring in some way that like this is the the final. Right, we we don't have yet another step to this at some point uh, lurking for us, um, and I think his uh, his final attacks. I haven't even used them yet, um, but do they just like kill enemies automatically or something? Like just kind of like a an Odin type of deal? Yeah, I I don't remember. I know uh, I think Tempest is like just meant the attacks like the the quadra slam and the the quadra slice uh -huh. um but that last one i, I think it's i think it's a, a straight up ko uh thing which uh it, it, you know it, it's great if it works because <laughs> yeah. some enemies are obviously immune to it it'll just um, and some yeah. resurrect yeah. yeah but yeah i think i'm i'm suspecting it's yeah um one of those kind of deals and you and so in turn you also get the uh i think you can get a sword that appears there um where his his son and his wife were there's there's a sword left there um mm -hmm. i don't remember actually picking up that sword honestly i don't i don't know if i got that but then there's the uh the magicite back in the throne room again um yep. if you go and check it you find alexander right the holy spell um I think it's called Pearl in, in this game, though, which is yes. odd. Yeah, but super cool, right? I mean, at this point, again, it's all sort of just extra. You probably don't. Right, need, yeah. Might never use, but, you know. Uh, again, it's sort of representative, I guess, of, of the state of his soul at this point. It's, it's, it's purified. Um, pretty satisfying. Um, and I don't know, like, I never really... Uh, use a lot of the the shell and safe those kind of spells but that's that's what you get from the the actual boss fight right a, a thing that will cast shell and safe automatically the pod bracelet mm -hmm. um, yeah i don't know i i don't know that that was as rewarding um but again yeah i think it's probably more about the 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 story um component there um so maybe it's too late for all those other souls that were devoured along the way. Right. But, um, but Cyan is, is healed, um, lives to fight another day. Uh, who's your, who's your remaining people at this point that you've got to find? Yeah. I think the only characters I still need, I still need to pick up Locke. I haven't tracked him down yet. I still need realm and I still need to get straight with realm, but I think that it, okay. um, I think everybody else is in the party. 
likely at this point. Um, I've still got a couple of espers to track down. I think the only ones I have at this point are um, the Rotto and uh, the one that gives magic plus three, whose name eludes me at the moment. Um, but it's like all the level three elemental spells, fire three, ice three, mm. and bolt three. Um, yes, Tritok. Mm. Um, so I'd like to wander around and track some of the other ones down. Um, I, so, but other than that, we're definitely, definitely coming up on the end. Okay. Um, yeah. I, a few so, more adventures to yeah. So along, along with, um, finding friends, finding some espers, um, and in turn learning some spells, there is a, there's a dude in Narsh. Once you, once you meet Locke again, then he can use his, you know, thieving abilities to unlock a couple uh things in narsh um where there's i think that's where you find the the sword that teaches you ultima um yeah so i think i think i found all the espers at this point i'm not sure um but i haven't learned all the spells some of them are really low Um, yeah the try talk ones especially it's like they only give you one per point which is quite the slog um except for the fact that you know the whole time you're leveling up, you're getting magic power plus three every time, which is not bad. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, like the press to want something better. Dude. Yeah. I, I do think, you know, for all the variety in the battle system and all the ways that the game sort of encourages you to, to work with the battle system and, and try things out, it really does just come down to having, you know, Terra or another like high level magic spellcaster that yeah. pretty much, wipes out everything. <laughs> Terracellism realm, those are the three. Yeah, yeah. And then Gogo can just sit there and mimic. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 curious to see um what the game can do to challenge players at this point. Um but I guess we'll we'll so we'll try to find the remaining party members and espers and then we'll head on to uh facing Kefka here. So maybe just a couple more. Uh, episodes to go on this game Um, all goes well we might be done by the end of the month next couple of weeks yeah we'll see all right well uh take care of yourself um and uh yeah we'll check back in next week sounds good all right i'll let you go thanks again yep you too